It's sweet pasta. So to all my princesses and all my sweeties, trigger warning, in this episode, we will be talking about rape and sexual assault. So if you know, it'll make you feel uncomfortable. It will trigger you. No pressure. No worries. Just skip over the episode. Hey, you're listening to the Sweet Pasta Experience. I'm your host, Sweet Pasta, a.k.a. The Princess Ho. And this podcast is for all the princess hoes and the men that love us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Princess Hoes and homies at Sweet Pasta, a.k.a. The Princess Ho. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe, leave a review, share the podcast with a homie, either on Apple, Spotify, any of the podcast streaming platforms. So today's episode is called Mascara Challenge, and we're talking about how to know if your princess hoe has experienced rape. So I got a question from one of the men's, one of the fellas. Hey, sweet pasta. Hey. Recently, I had sex with a woman, a princess hoe. I can be aggressive and forceful and last long in a bedroom. In the moment when we were having sex, I saw a look on her face. She looked at me like I was a monster. Afterwards, she texted me how uncomfortable she felt. I am surprised she did not say anything sooner. We have had sex multiple times. I feel super bad. What can I do so this won't happen again? Ooh, that is a loaded... Ooh, wee. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay, so first things first. Understand that she didn't tell you or wasn't vocal in the bedroom because, uh, at least from my experiences, let me not put words in her mouth. From my experiences... Uh, as women, we're taught to please a man be for their s- sexual gratification. We're taught to be cooperative. And, you know, from my personal experiences, um, being afraid to speak up because one of my triggers um, in the bedroom, I've learned this over time, is that if a man's, if I'm saying like, hey, I don't want to do this, and a man gets angry or is upset that we can no longer continue with sex, then I get small and I get tiny and understand that men it's more socially acceptable for them to explore their sexuality to talk about sex versus with women we're told wait to have sex procrastinate as long as possible to have sex so she may not have been as comfortable to speak up because when it comes to sex and communication and women we shouldn't be having sex in the first place technically in courts of society unless we're married so that's probably why the reason she wasn't so vocal. I would say in the future, research your princess. So have a conversation, communicate, ask prior to getting your freak on. Hey, what do you like? What are your triggers? What makes you feel uncomfortable? And incorporate safe words, meaning like, hey, we about to get our freak on. Woo, woo, woo. What's a phrase or word that we can use so I know that you're uncomfortable, that we need to stop because I want us to be safe, feel good, and experience pleasure. And if you're a real freak freak, like sweet pasta, you know, it's a daddy diamond little girl dynamics. You know, if you're one of those men that likes to be called daddy, you know, you can do a little role play and be like, okay, baby girl, you know, it's time for, you know, you and daddy to have some fun. Uh, what can uh, you say to daddy to make sure that he make you feel good? And then what can you say to daddy to make sure, so he can make sure uh, you feel comfortable, you feel safe, like you, when you want him to keep going and you want him to stop. Like, prep her to feel comfortable with you. And then afterwards, have aftercare where y'all have discussions. Like, okay, so what did what you like, what you didn't like, uh, what could be done better so y'all can both have an open forum to give each other feedback to be safe and enjoy sex. 
Uh, this actually makes me think of my personal experiences with getting my freak on and not being vocal and being super quiet. But before we jump into episode, you know we got to do the word of the day. So today's word is ignominious. According to Google, ignominious means deserving or causing public disgrace or shame. And the reason I chose this word is when it comes to topics of sex, sexual assault, and rape, women and girls, myself included, are oftentimes, we are made to feel very ignominious. We we have been taught with rape culture to not get raped, to do certain precautions to not experience rape, versus teaching men and boys to not rape. And it's been very hard for some of us to talk about our experiences because so much conversation around rape and sexual assault is rooted in victim blame. Like you shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. Blah, 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 blah. So recently on TikTok, there's this trend going around called the mascara challenge. Originally it started out with, with women and girls talking about sex and comparing it to mascara. Like, Ooh, I had some good mascara. I missed that mascara. One time I had some mascara, blah, blah, blah. But then it has evolved into women and girls and some men included sharing their experiences with sexual assault and rape. There was one time when someone forced me to use that mascara and I wasn't ready or my dad, my grandpa, my dad's friend forced me to use some mascara and I wasn't ready. So Sweet Pasta wanted to contribute to the conversation uh, and trying to talk about her personal experiences with mascara and not wanting it and not feeling confident enough to say she didn't want it. So the first experience happened when I was 14 going on 15. I was sneaking out the house to have sex. Yes, Shane, Shane, sweet pasta. And I was having sex with my first. We'll call him number 20 because he was a football player and he had number 20 on his jersey. So one of the downfalls with number 20 is that he would tell other boys at my school that I was very sexually active. I was a freak. I was open. And he would invite them along to have sex with us. So this was the second time that number 20 and I were having sex. I was leaving the house. It was late at night, 11 or 12 something. And I had walked around the block to his house. Yes. Sweet pasta walked to get some dick. Princess O's never do that. He needs to provide transportation. So I pull up to his crib and I had on his baby fat coat. It was a winter coat, furry hood, and it was covering my eyes. And I saw this tall man in the driveway and he had lifted up my hoodie. And he was like, Oh, I know who you are. And I recognized him because this tall man, we'll call him Context because he has some fake contacts in his eyes. Context and I had gym class together and he was very well known. I don't know if popular, but people knew of him. And because I was quiet, not too pretty, not too popular, I didn't even know he knew I existed. But I just brushed him off and went to go look for number 20. So me, number 20, and Context all get in the van. And number 20 did not have condoms, nor did Context. And they said, hey, we're about to do this thing, you know, let's get a crack it. And he said, no, I don't have condoms. But he reassured me that he would pull out, he would not come inside of me. Side note, for anyone who believes in pulling out or just a tip, you can still get pregnant. You can, that is not effective. I kid you not, I got family members who um, are tip babies. Like you can still experience pregnancy and procreate because there's pre-cum there's sperm in the pre-cum that can fertilize the egg so don't think that pulling out or just a tip is going to prevent someone from getting pregnant that does not work 
I used to be a sex educator. Anyways, even though number 20 and contact said, oh, I will pull out, I won't come inside of you, I knew better. I knew better, I knew better. Uh, I had participated in sex classes, like sex education in the past, and I knew always use a condom for pregnancy prevention and STI prevention. But because I wanted to be accepted and have approval from boys at that time, I went along with it because I grew up being told I was fat and I was ugly and I just had a negative relationship with my body. So I was very nonchalant and casual, did not care what they did to my body. So context, he lays in the back seat of the van and I get on my knees on top of him and I start slurping him up. And then number 20, he's hitting it from the back. So yes, Sweet Pasta got a train, ran on her. It is what it is. So context, his shoes were off in a moment. And number 20, he was like, oh man, contacts, your feet smell like corn. And I remember laughing at it. And I remember contacts saying, hey, you know, make her laugh again. That feels good on my dick, whatever. And then number 20, he busts his nut, he finishes, and then he pulls up his pants and leaves. So because I was there for number 20, you know, he was my first, you know, had my allegiance to him. I thought since 20 was done, I was ready to leave. But contacts, he had different plans for me. So I attempt to stand up and leave, but contact stands in front of me. He touches me light on my shoulder to push me back down, not forcefully, but to motion like, hey, sit back down. And he says, hey, where are you going? And I wasn't enthusiastic or excited. I was not interested in having sex with contacts. But me having a low self-esteem, me not being vocal or advocating for myself, I just went along with it. And I didn't think I could say no because he was, he was bigger than me and he was blocking my entryway. So I'm laying down on the back seat in the van and he's on top of me and I'm just waiting for him to finish and just I, ju- I just don't care for it in the moment. And then once we're done, he finishes he gets dressed, I get dressed, and then he drops me off at home around the corner uh, so I didn't have to walk home. And that was my first experience with experiencing rape. And then the second experience happened this past year. So for those of you who don't know, Sweet Pasta is a 304. You know, I like to trap him in the game. Uh, and I had a huge money goal because at the time I was staying with someone. I was renting a room and I wanted my own apartment. Uh, and I had this client who came through Jamaica man. And this was during a time when I was super sore. I had a yeast infection or my cervix was inflamed. Like I was not supposed to be having sex, but I was just so, so eager to reach this money goal. I just toughed it out and sex was so painful to have, but I want to focus on getting my bread. So when entertaining clients, I had to be super strategic and intentional about, how I maneuvered and to make sure I can like tiptoe around having sex without hurting myself. So when the Jamaican man came through, um, I tried to give him a really good head so he could bust before we had to have vaginal sex. And I was slurping him up, up and down real nice. Hello Rico. You know, I was sucking it super fast, doing it real good to make sure he bust and I was touching him in the right spots. And I could tell he was about to come and I almost felt the victory and I was super excited But then, so he's about to come, but before he does, he snatches his dick away. He's like, oh no, I want sex. 
So I lay on my back and he's on top of me and it's hurting so bad, but I tried to thug it out because I needed the money. And, you know, return on investment, customer service, he paid for a service, I had to provide it. And I tried to make faces to show I was in pain, that it was, I was, it was so much discomfort. But he kept pumping and penetrating. He was like, I'm almost done. I'm not trying to hurt you. And then the pain became too unbearable that I just told him, hey, we have to stop. We just, we just had to. And I just felt so guilty for not saying something sooner because he paid for a service. I didn't want to finesse him, run game on him. We, he came there for a good time. I was supposed to take care of him. So what can we learn from this? First things first to all my princess hoes, rape, sexual assault, it's never your fault. Don't feed it to this victim blaming nonsense. No. Say something, be vocal. Depending on the situation, um, I encourage you to talk to the police, um, the authorities, tell someone that you trust. Uh, but it's never your fault. Don't entertain it, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, and then thinking about the three P's of princess hotivity, pride, the first P. Be vocal about your experiences. Someone could be empowered by your testimony, your story. I know for myself, sweet pasta, that's one of the reasons I shared this. So people can feel a connection so they don't feel alone. Um, and just have pride in where you came from. Because looking back, um, part of the reason I started having sex so young is because I felt invisible. I didn't feel pretty. I thought I had to have sex in order to be seen. Uh, and not allowing people to shame me for my thought process at the time. Now I'm wiser, I'm better, I'm more confident. Uh, but back then, even though I knew better than to sneak out the house at the time, that's what I needed. I needed to be seen um, from some sort of male. And then secondly, prioritize yourself. The second P of Princess Ultivity. My rule of life, number one rule, self-preservation. Fuck everybody else. Take care of you, say something. Because no one's a mind reader. No one knows what you want or need. You have to say something and when and say no to things that don't serve you you know i was a little disappointed in myself how um when i was with that client and how i prioritized money and i knew better um to be so greedy and i know now that there's multiple ways to get bread but i only have one body i can't replace that body um, i can't replace peace of mind and a positive mental well-being so prioritize yourself. Say something if you like it. If you don't, you can say stop. You can say no. You can say I want to leave. You don't have to engage and do things that make you feel uncomfortable, that make you feel bad. And then lastly, Princess O's patience. Be patient with yourself. You know, I'm reading the books. I'm listening to the podcast. I'm researching ways to love myself, to have those boundaries specifically with men. And it's hard doing all this research and talking to people. It just makes you feel so embarrassed because I wish I would have known sooner. Like, why do I have to go through negative experiences to gain wisdom? But it's part of my journey. It's part of my truth. Uh, and at least I'm embracing it now. I, I'm trying to get better at it now as a 30-something. Uh, but self-love and learning yourself and becoming a better person, that's what life's about. It's an ongoing process. You know, as they say, it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a, I don't know, it's not a race. Like, it's just an ongoing process. And then to all my fellas, all the men out there, first things first, can we shift how we talk about rape and sexual assault? Like instead of rape culture, let's talk about consent culture. Instead of teaching women and girls don't get raped, can we teach men and boys to not rape? And then secondly, everyone has a story. You know, there are men who like to slut shame women. Oh, she uh, belongs to the team, pass it to the homie, she's for the streets or what have you. 
And there are some women who enjoy multiple sexual partners who are liberated, who feel confident. There are some women out there. Let's not assume that every woman who engages in sex prematurely is insecure. For myself, sweet pasta, I started having sex because I needed that validation. I felt very invisible. I felt very ugly. Um, so understand that while you're talking about someone, you're making fun of someone, you're, you're kicking someone while they're down. You're making fun of someone who has insecurities. Um, so just know that everyone has a story. Um, it's more than, oh, she's a freak. And if you have had a princess hoe who has experienced some sort of rape or sexual assault, um, provide the space to listen because it, it takes a lot. Because as women and girls, we're taught to internalize the shame and the guilt. So it's just not an easy thing for us to say, hey, we have been, um, we've been taken advantage of before. We've made bad decisions for validation or for money or whatever the case may be. It's not, everyone isn't empowered and comfortable with speaking the topics of sex, especially when it comes to like past harm and pain. Um, so just be patient with your princess. So be there for her be a listening ear and help her process through it and also make those accommodations during sex be patient with her if she does certain mannerisms uh, because some people are still healing from their past trauma some people don't even aren't even aware they have past trauma so yeah that's my podcast thank y'all so much for listening uh, make sure you hit me up on all of my social media i'm on tiktok instagram sweet pasta experience and then on my twitter sweet pasta 1000 i don't keep it 100 i keep it 1000 to all my princess souls, remember you're worth the effort and you're worth the pursuit. And if no one else loves you, sweet pasta does. Okay, I gotta dip. I gotta go. Bye.